Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and I'm here to talk with my colleague Jason Durden, Head of Energy Markets and Risk Management, for our fortnightly catch-up on the UK commodity markets at an extraordinary time, Jason, where we've seen the most astonishing power prices, haven't we, in the day-ahead market and for balancing. What on earth's going on? Is there a physical supply risk or is something else going on here? Good morning, Jeremy. We are at record prices across both power and gas. I think to, to focus on power, because obviously there's the, the fuel stock shortages or price uh, variances, but um, there's a bit more going on in power, and it's really around the balancing market and general tightness and perception of tightness. We've had near record multi-thousand pound balancing slots during the peak four till seven over the last week or so. We're now seeing uh, record day ahead prices of four and five hundred pounds a megawatt hour, which is some three to five times what the uh, our European neighbours are, are paying in their markets. So I think there is an element of, one needs to be careful here, but in trading terms, you'd almost call it front running the market. No one wants to sell it. And every day it is going higher and higher and it becomes almost a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think you need to look that whilst things have been tight, there hasn't been an electricity margin notice, which is the lowest level of margin issued by Alexon during this whole period. And therefore, you know, whilst renewable energy outputs have been very disappointing across the whole continent of Europe this summer, I think there's uh, some structural tensions within the balancing process that are perhaps leading to these exceptionally high and difficult prices. That's an interesting observation. So perhaps it's not so much physical risks of, of supply that we're concerned about here, but I suppose some might say that uncomfortable though these prices are both to consumers and, and some suppliers, they are a sign that the market's working, that the market's designed so that there is no limit to the, or very little limit to the, to the extent which these prices can spike in order to make sure that we see both a demand response and new supplies come available, isn't it? So is that an unduly optimistic view of what's going on or, or do you have reservations about this? I think ideally a market should in its purest form in a, in a proper free environment do that exactly deliver what is needed at uh, a price that the market is uh, happy to provide but in terms of what type of generation and what generators are available and obviously falling out of the single balancing market for European power at the beginning of the year has caused complications with you know physical auctions on interconnectors and things. I think it's problematic all around and I think operators are using the market mechanism but clearly it's not just the fundamental tightness of the system that is uh, warranting these prices or developing these prices because you wouldn't have a four and five fold difference between the UK and uh, the near continent if it was just reflecting the difficulty in low wind output and high gas and coal prices. Well, that'll be a big concern, particularly to large manufacturers who are concerned about uh, international competitiveness. Uh, UK power prices tend to be amongst the highest in Europe at the best of times, and this sort of situation is not going to make it any better, is it? Particularly for those who aren't hedged and are exposed, for example, to you know, month-ahead pricing. They must be finding things really difficult at the moment. 
Well, I think a lot of the mainstream press focus is on the domestic sector, which in terms of uh, what we're looking at is almost irrelevant because it's capped. Obviously, that has implications on the supply uh, and generator side and some of the, uh, we can expect some of the challenger suppliers to have a very, very difficult winter and maybe the landscape looks very different. But in terms of customers, I think with COVID as well in the mix, we've got very small businesses that aren't micro businesses that uh, typically fix their contracts and do it very last minute and it's really not been one of the things understandably this year that is anywhere near on their level of priority and they're going to be in for a very nasty shock a time where they're finding you know rent arrears and rate arrears and all the rest of it from a very difficult 18 month period so that on the for the smaller businesses the small sme businesses that's going to be a very difficult period for them and we're seeing that in the mid-market, that's where you tend to get large commercial operators. They tend to have advisors and uh, they tend to be well-hedged against budget risk. For large industrials and manufacturers, they typically buy much shorter because their business models are designed in that respect. Maybe you know they, they sell their products on a very short time lead and therefore they need to be at market and they can't afford to be the wrong side of the market because effectively they can't sell their product. For those operators, I think they will start to shut down as we move into the winter. These prices are, without wanting to be uh, excitable about it, they are unsustainable for British industry. And my deep concern for some of the heavy use industrials is that once they've shut, they will never reopen. That indeed has always been the difficulty. And as someone who used to work for large industrial consumers, including during some difficult times in the past, I know only too well how devastating it can be to have a a prolonged shutdown, particularly if it's concentrated in the UK and and not just across the rest of Europe. So there's a real issue there for British business. For a small niche, though, there may be opportunities from this current difficult situation, aren't there? I mean, if if you have hedged and you're not so exposed to short-term prices and you have some flexibility in your production and indeed for one or two commercial businesses too i mean the the opportunity if you've got spare power to sell it back to the market is enormous at the moment isn't it but it won't be sufficient to bring the market back into balance i suspect with the price moves that we've seen over the last few days last week or so where you know this morning we come into a market that is already at you know having five to six percent gains session on session we come into a further 10 pence on near month and winter month gas prices and as much as 20 pounds being added to winter and uh, Q4 pricing for power, there clearly is, there's a complete sense of fear around the market at the moment. No one wants to sell in this market right now because they have no idea. But 150 and 170 pound for the whole winter, if we're seeing 180 pound averages on October base load so far this month, or the September day ahead, sorry, this month, and we are seeing day ahead prices at four and 500 pounds a megawatt, who wants to be selling anything they're holding? Well, quite if you think the prices are going to go up and you said before markets are driven by uh, greed and fear and there may be an element of greed at the moment but it seems to me that that fear of uh, for a slightly different reason is you know pretty dominant at the moment and i think this is my concern optimists and i'm one believe markets do correct themselves in time but the concern in the meantime is what damage could be done not just to british industry as you say and the profitability of commercial businesses that are just recovering from the covid 
big problems, including smaller businesses as well. But we should spare thought for suppliers as well, shouldn't we? Because some of them, the challenges that help keep the market competitive, they're really struggling. We've seen a couple go bust already and the margins that are left, if at all, for some of the rest are perilously thin, aren't they? It looks very bleak for challenger suppliers, especially those that perhaps aren't particularly well hedged and are exposed to those parts of the market that are under price control, have caps. So I'm talking about residential and micro businesses. I think the issue is even further up the chain uh, amongst the established business users and uh, even the majors is simply that credit is becoming a massive issue because, you know, as we move towards £200 a megawatt hour and £2 a therm forward, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying these words, but as we're moving towards those sorts of numbers and at an incredible pace, the margin requirements on the suppliers to meet the credit and tightening credit restrictions involved in these numbers is very different to how they would be uh, would have been basing their assumptions just three or six months ago. Absolutely. And one wonders whether Ofgem privately perhaps at the moment is considering what can be done to stop a trickle of failures becoming a flood in this area, which is in no one's interests. And finally, you know, we're part of a European market in power as well as gas, and we're increasingly dependent on imported supplies of our interconnectors, indeed export at other times of the year. In balance, it's a great thing having them, and it helps us accommodate a lot of the intermittent wind and so on. But at a time when power markets are under pressure right across Europe, you know, there are political pressures in Spain and Germany and elsewhere to intervene in those markets, aren't there? Is there a danger that some of those imported supplies may not be available for the UK? Yeah, there's always that, uh, Jeremy. I mean, uh, most interconnectors and countries will, if the system operator calls a margin alert of any description, then uh, exporting power is a big no-no during that point with, with huge fines. So, yeah, I think obviously uh, the UK being outside of the I think within the EU, the rules are a little different about what constitutes an export. But clearly, yeah, that doesn't necessarily bode well for the UK if Europe has a tough winter. But at this moment in time, there's a lot of supposition here. It's a lot of ifs, what's and ands. There's, as I said, it's almost, you know, market has taken fright and whilst front running has connotations of uh, slightly nefarious activity. Um, I, I wouldn't want to suggest that, but I think it's only going up, so I'm buying it. And we're not seeing... I think the danger is, if the market does begin to unwind, we start seeing a bit more gas, both LNG and the uh, political issue with the Russians is sorted out, and we don't have a cold winter, and it's unlikely that we have... We don't usually have a cold Q4, at least, in, in the northwest environments of Europe but you know if those things come to pass if we've got £200 a megawatt and we've got £2 a therm market could collapse and you could still be paying a pound and a £1.20 a therm and you know £120 a megawatt hour that's the reality of where this is going and how fast it's uh, compounding the, the issues for British industry. Well, that's quite a, a litany of potential problems there for customers and others to have to get to grips with. Uh, at least in terms of interconnector flows, I'm reasonably optimistic because, after all, the UK is a market for selling power and uh, it wouldn't be in longer-term interests of uh, European generators to jeopardise that. And, and there are times when you know the continent benefits hugely from exports from uh, UK power and, and particular gas during the summer. And, and one shouldn't forget Ireland is an EU member that's hugely dependent on the security 
majority of UK energy supplies. And if anything were to happen that affected uh, the island of Britain, then that would have huge implications for Ireland too. But yeah, I mean, lastly on this, is there any hope for some good news? What might be round the corner. Nord Stream 2 getting the legal clear. Could it be a return to high wind output levels? What would restore market confidence, do you think? I think on gas, we need to see a resolution to this uh, politics around Nord Stream 2. It will happen. It's just when will it happen? And, you know, will the EU and the German authorities want to virtual signal their green credentials be above their economic need and the reality of that? Because that's not uh, I've said this before, but let's not confuse this. This is existing gas that is being rerouted. This is not new gas. It's politics, big P, and it needs to be sorted out before it destroys or, or seriously damages Europe's uh, industry. The markets do work in as much as they are designed to create a price that delivers what's needed to be delivered. But we've often, over the last 10 or 15 years, we talk about the trilemma in energy and energy security and price. And if no one can afford to operate paying the prices that are required then either things change in terms of it becomes hyperinflationary and then that produces a whole different set of issues or it needs to be resolved and it needs to be resolved shortly hopefully gas will be the first thing that that, that actually gives us a bit more and, and perhaps a, a lack of demand going in because if you look at European storage again one of the gas storage again one of the big things that's been driving this frenzy um, if you strip German Russian owned German storage out of the equation storage isn't that tight now I know that the Russians are a huge player and they are central to this but a lot of this is around politics and some of these actors that are holding physical gas must be desperate to get it out into the market because you know if uh, you don't want fossil fuel asset left in the ground for the next 10 or 15 years because there will come a time where you cannot use it well jason thank you for that let's hope some lessons are learned sooner rather than later prices at these sort of levels as you say are, are unsustainable and let's hope there's not some permanent damage as a result well it seems uh, inadequate to say that was interesting uh, isn't it that curse they say of living in interesting times uh, we certainly are at the moment let's hope they get a little bit less interesting soon but in the meantime if you want to find out more do have a look at our website alphaenergygroup.com forward slash uk have a look at our reports there and do join us again for another podcast soon 